My personal favorite is that the changes are linked to spiritual attacks from Satan, black magic, or witchcraft. What? <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, creatures. I'm Rochelle. And I'm Kaylee. And we are Paranoia Percentage. We're just two girls who are a little anxious about our world. We're fascinated by cryptids, machination theories, and everything weird. So if you like what we do here, don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe to our channel. So, so new year. New me. <laughs> new us. New us. New season of the show. Uh, new green screen. I know. Ooh, I went a little cross-eyed there. <laughs> I'm so excited. We have literally no idea what's happening behind us right now nope, we have not decided what's going on the green we're gonna yet. figure it out in post <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully it's nothing horrible surely and you wouldn't do that to us kaylee oh i would absolutely put a bunch of butts behind us okay so anyway <laughs> uh what are we talking about today so today we're going to be talking about the Mandela effect. I love the Mandela effect. It's super cool, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, okay, so have you ever been talking to somebody about like a childhood memory that you have? Usually something from pop culture and like you're describing it in detail and then the person tells you that everything you just said is completely inaccurate. Yes, but usually that's because I've like drummed it up or something. But sometimes <laughs> it's stuff that I feel like everyone knows. Mm -hmm. But then somebody else is like, no, that's not at all what it is. Yeah. And then we'll argue about it. And I'll be like, I'll prove you wrong. And then we look it up and I'm absolutely wrong. Yeah. So you probably experienced the Mandela effect then, Kaylee. <laughs> probably. <yeah>. Probably. <laughs> I've experienced it a couple of times too. Um, so the Mandela effect is a phenomenon in which a group of people, um, whether it's a big group or a small group, it kind of depends on uh, on which which memory you're accessing, remembers an event occurring that did not actually occur or at least did not occur in the same way that they remember it. Okay, so like let's let's talk about a couple of examples of this, right? Probably the most uh, easily recognizable is the famous Star Wars quote, "Luke, I am your father." Mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, that's the part of the movie where Luke is hanging on to the side and he's about to fall and he's hanging on and he's crying, and then Darth Vader walks up and he's like, "Luke." I am your father. <laughs> and then and then Luke goes, no. The no part I think is right. But um yeah, Darth Vader didn't actually say that in the film. What does uh, he actually say? If you go back and you watch it and you look at it, um, what he actually says, because he asks Luke, he's like, Did ever did Obi-Wan ever tell you what happened to your father? And he's like, Yeah, he told me you killed him. And he's like, No, I am your father. He says, No, I am your father, mm -hmm. and not Luke, I am your yeah, father. Yeah, he never says Luke at all at any point. What? Yeah. <laughs> but everyone knows it's Luke. I am your father. Yep. Yeah. It's a common delusion we all have. <laughs> okay, so, so that's a Mandela effect. That's a Mandela effect. Okay. Uh, another good example of this, another notable example is uh, from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Mm -hmm. When the evil queen, the stepmother queen is like, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest one of all? Except she said magic mirror on the wall. Okay. Yeah. It's I've, just like I've, slight tweaks of the memory I've where we're just always wrong. heard it was mirror mirror on the wall but 
hearing magic mirror in the wall that mm-hmm. makes more sense to me because it is a magic mirror and i went also, and watched it last night why would you just <laughs> say mirror mirror exactly why right. would you but yet that's what we all have been thinking for jeffrey, years jeffrey jeffrey at the post office where is my mail <laughs> you would say jeffrey kaylee kaylee podcast co-host where is my coffee you did you looked up some examples of this didn't you i did uh i found a couple of things that i thought were one way but they're absolutely a different way so like when you think of curious george Mm -hmm. you know the little monkey with the the daddy dude with the yellow the man with the yellow hat yeah yes Yeah, yeah does george have a tail when you picture him yeah He's no. never had a tail. <laughs> no, I absolutely picture him with a tail. In fact, I recall very distinctly that he had a tail because I remember a clip where he was hanging upside down on a tree branch with his tail wrapped around the branch and he was hanging from his tail. Yeah, I remember that. How would he hang from his tail if he had no tail? But apparently he has literally never had a tail. He's never had a tail. They didn't redesign that. No, it, like from the beginning, he's literally never had a tail. He's never been drawn with a tail. He's never been pictured with a tail. But some people even recall, I looked this up online. Some people even recall owning toys, which I swear I've seen in stores of the Curious George little stuffed dolls having tails. I never had a Curious mm-hmm. George doll, so I'm not really sure on that one. Yeah, I haven't either, but I feel like I've seen them in stores. But a lot of people say that they remember having the toys. I did have a lamb chop doll. I had a lamb chop puppet, actually. Oh, the little, like, mm-hmm. where the mouth kind of mm-hmm. goes yeah. in. She mm-hmm. does the... She's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, loved lamb chop. Uh, when you think of the Monopoly dude, you know, with the hat and the suit-looking thing, the Monopoly guy. Yeah. What does he have on his face? Uh, eyes? A nose? A mouth? <laughs> what? what kind of question is that? Is he, is he wearing anything on his face? Uh, he's got the little monocle, right? That's what I thought. Does he, he has no it? monocle. <laughs> what? He has no monocle. He's never had a monocle. You know the little the little eyeglass thing with the little chain thing? Yeah. He's never had that. Oh, wow. Okay. I know. <laughs> I thought he did. <laughs> no. Uh, what's the next one? This is this is this is exactly what we're talking about, though. Like, does this happen to you guys? Like, tell us right. in the comments. This happens to you guys too, right? Let us know, like, <laughs> if we mention one of the Mandela effect examples. Yeah, like if we're if we're blowing your mind too. <laughs> I know the peanut butter brand that starts with a J. Jiffy. That's what I thought too. Jiffy, but it's it's never been Jiffy. It's always been Jiff. No, it's not. Yep, it's Jiff. J I F. And I swear it has always been Jiffy. Jiffy peanut butter. Yeah, I remember it's because it's it's red and green. It's got the little bars and the, yeah. It's Jiff. It's never been Jiffy. But I remember a commercial with a mom and a son. And the mom, like the the kid is wanting a sandwich or something. And he's like, he pulls out the the Jiffy peanut butter. She's like, I'll give you Jiffy. But it's never been Jiffy. When you think of Pikachu, the Pokemon... Okay, so I did read this one, mm-hmm. and it says that like a lot of people think of um, Pikachu having like a like a lightning bolt on his tail. Yeah, I never remembered that. Really? I always I always thought of it as like the bottom half of his tail was brown and then the top half of his tail was yellow. But I was really into Pokemon. Mm. I don't I don't remember if the bottom half of his tail has brown or not. Whether I it's think it like, does. 
See, that might be a Mandela thing. I it might be. It might actually be. I have no but idea. But a lot of people think that the end of his tail is black, kind of like mm-hmm. how his ears are. Um, at the yeah, they've got the little black. black tip. A lot of people think that it's also on the tail, but apparently it's never been on the tail. Um, okay, here's a super famous one that a lot of people, this is how a lot of people discover the Mandela effect. The Bernstein Bears. Now, we talked about this one a little bit mm-hmm. uh, yesterday or the day before. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely don't remember what she remembers at all. So we think that uh, we're from maybe alternate timelines. Yeah, but in your timeline, <laughs> it's still a little crooked because some of the things that you remember aren't true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I remember some of the things that, yeah. that you remember that are Mandela effect wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we'll get into the theories here in a little bit. Because I remember it being Bernstein or maybe Bernstein, where it's S-T-E-I-N. Yeah. But you remember it I remember as, it as Berenstain, S-T-A-I-N. And you're right. It's always been Berenstain. Okay, so a lot of people, a lot of people remember it being Berenstain, not Berenstain. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people, yeah. Like a ton. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the people that came up with the whole Berenstain bear franchise, Stan and Jan Berenstain and, or nope. Stan and Jan Bernstein in 1962. (laughs) And their son said he he had heard about this Mandela effect that a lot of people believed this. So he did, uh, he made an official statement that it has literally never been Bernstein. He heard a story from his father, Mr. Bernstein, the real guy, not the bear, (laughs) that when he was a kid, a lot of people would mix it up, especially in school and things like that. A lot of teachers would write it out as Berenstein instead of Berenstain because Berenstain is a lot more common than Berenstain. Mm-hmm. So that's why probably a lot of people are getting it wrong because it's a much more common name than Berenstain. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of anyone with the last name Berenstain except for yeah, the bears. Yeah, either. That's, that's... And their author, I guess. Their authors. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to show you guys some pictures because some people have gone back and found different books and merchandise pieces that do say Berenstein. And really? I have the pictures and I'm going to put them up right now. And Oh, shoot. Yeah. So these are like official pieces of merchandise that uh, people have gone back and like they'll have one piece that says Berenstein and another that says Berenstein. But so that's stuff from your original timeline. Yeah, exactly. It got somehow <laughs> pulled over to this one. Yeah, but the, the Berenstain family says that it's never been Berenstain, ever, because it's based off of their name. Right, yeah. So, of course, the Statue of Liberty is on Liberty Island in New York, right? Ellis Island, yeah. Not Ellis, because that's the, that's the theory. Wait, the Statue of Liberty is on Ellis Island? No, it's on Liberty Island. That's the theory. What? I know. <laughs> Okay, let me start this little What? I know. Okay. The Statue of Liberty is on Liberty Island, not Ellis Island. A lot of people believe it's on Ellis Island. It is not. Some people have, and I'll put up some pictures right now. Some people have vacation pictures of going to the Statue of Liberty on Ellis Island, but the pictures are so uh, dystopian looking because it's like stairs that go up to nothing and people are taking selfies and pictures and there's nothing behind them. It's gone. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. Um, 
Okay, so there is a there's a famous statue. Uh, I sorry, I don't think I can survive this. <laughs> uh, there's a famous painting, which I'll put up a picture of the painting right here, of the um, the Statue of Liberty on Ellis Island, and it's a really famous painting, and it's clearly Ellis Island, and the Statue of Liberty is painted in it. Why would this artist paint the Statue of Liberty on Ellis Island if the Statue of Liberty wasn't there? Literally all of the history books I've ever read in, in high school said Ellis Island. Nope, it's on Liberty Island. What the heck? Yeah, so there, there are even some like Facebook photos that people have posted and it'll be tagged Statue of Liberty at Ellis Island and there won't be any statue behind them. Like they'll have it tagged. There's no, there's no statue behind them wait how are the pictures getting altered i don't know <laughs> i don't know uh, another thing with the statue of liberty is that some people recall and even have pictures of themselves going up to the torch as like a tourist attraction they'll go up to the torch and take pictures and everything yeah you used to be able to go up to the torch but you can't anymore not since world war one in this reality People have not been able to go up to the torch since World War One. I. I didn't realize it'd been that long. Yeah. But people recall going to the torch. People have pictures of them going to the torch. But nobody's been to the torch since World War One. Then how do they have pictures? Exactly. Because they're saying... If the pictures exist, no. like, I, let's see the pictures. Do you have pictures? Yeah, I'll put them up. I have pictures. So, mind-blowing... Yes. <laughs> In, insanely mind-blowing. Uh, okay, so why does why do things like this happen? What, where does this come from? Uh, why I don't are, know. Maybe our brains are all broken. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's the whole thing is it's it's a lot of people. Like every, generally every time it's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So why are we remembering wrong? Um, some doctors theorize that it may be a form of uh, confabulation or honest lying. Okay. So uh, we create a false memory to fill in the gaps of what we actually remember. We don't intend to lie. Uh, our brain just does it to, uh, as, as Kaylee put it in our, uh, our last episode, make it make sense. Uh, <laughs> which it doesn't make sense. <laughs> if you guys haven't watched uh, the simulation theory episodes that we did, we have two of those out. Uh, go watch that. That's some mind-blowing stuff right there too. So, Okay, um, so another theory uh, is alternate realities. Mm -hmm. um, I like this theory. Yes. This is what we were talking about a minute ago where we think we're from different timelines. <laughs> so uh, the theory is that there is not only one timeline, um, that there are alternate realities or universes uh, mixing themselves in with the line that we are currently in. That would have the result of uh, multiple people having the same false memory because mm -hmm. they would be from a different timeline. So that's why we think that there's there's a decent chance that we're from different timelines. So like one group of people from this timeline mm -hmm. converge with another group of people from another from timeline. And, and the then timelines they just kind of merge. Yep. And so this group of people remembers it all one way. Mm -hmm. And this group remembers it a totally different way. Yep. And then when, when we merge, we're like, no, it's totally this way. The other yep. one's like, no, it's totally this way. Yep. So uh, the, there's a third theory um, that involves changes uh, to the timeline via interference from time travelers. Which is kind of uh, interesting. So, like the butterfly effect. Yeah, actually, exactly like that. That's a that's a perfect analogy. So they go back in time, they change one little thing, and, and it, it changes a lot a of things for up. us. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. 
would make sense, yeah. Now, my personal favorite is that the changes are linked to spiritual attacks from Satan, black magic, or witchcraft. What? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. Um, some people theorize that it's like witches are messing with us or that Satan is altering our mind a little bit. Don't you just love that? That just makes me giddy inside. Okay, but okay. <laughs> Why would they take George's tail away? What did they, what do they have to gain from that? Just to mess with you, Kaylee. Like the whole point is just to mess with you just slightly so many times over and over until you eventually just go crazy it's working. i mean it's, it's gonna working. work yeah it's working <laughs> i mean fair yeah. good job satan uh, <laughs> please stop please please, please stop uh yeah so uh <laughs> so i do want to go back to the possible different timelines mm -hmm. thing so let's let's go a little bit deeper into this mm -hmm. what if instead of just like different timelines that then converge mm -hmm. What if it is parallel universes that run simultaneously side by side? That's possible too. Uh, and then occasionally they'll just kind of like intersect and mm -hmm. interlap. And, and so kind of it does this sort of thing. Yeah. And so in those moments where it interlaps a little bit, you'll have some people that remember one thing because in their timeline, mm -hmm. it is that thing. So this theory, not necessarily with the Mandela effect, but the theory that there are parallel universes running side by side is derived from... Um, from quantum physics and something called string theory. Okay, I don't know a whole lot about string theory except, uh, <laughs> so in the first season of Criminal Minds, if any of you are Criminal Minds fans, they do an episode that actually um, deals a little bit with string theory. Yeah. And so that's literally all I know about it is from that episode of Criminal Minds. Uh, I it's cool though. I don't understand string theory too well either, just because it's very complicated. <laughs> Complicated. Yeah, it was Dr. Reed that was talking about it, so you know it had to be smart. Yeah, it like <laughs> kind of blows my mind. Yeah. But uh, basically, and I'm just going to read it straight over here, uh, it's a string theory is a theoretical framework that explains the universe and reality in terms of tiny strings that vibrate in 10 dimensions. Yeah, like we're all made up of little strings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Basically, and then the strings lead us to, I don't understand it. Oh, like Donnie Darko. The, the thing in your sort chest of, that kind yeah. of like leads out. Yeah, it's like it's sort of like that. If if that were, that's sort of a visual representation of it. Of yeah. sort of like how our fate is, how our uh, in within that universe, how we experience time. Yeah, like you're traveling along a path. Yeah, you can see the path. String theory is uh, the math works, and so the mathematical foundation is solid. And on paper it works, but it's not proven. Like scientists can't, they can't really prove it. It's sort of like yeah, simulation I mean, theory really? where it's just unfalsifiable. You can't say yes or no, really. That helps to at least add a little bit of scientific validity to the idea mm -hmm. of the parallel universes or different timelines. Because basically with these parallel universes in the string theory, they're, they're separate, but there's a possibility that they could converge and create these alternate timelines. Or at least have two alternate timelines from these parallel universes merge into one timeline. Okay, so here's another theory that that I love. And I actually, maybe we should get more into depth on it on a short episode all by itself. That would be fun. 
because this uh, this next theory is uh, pretty cool, in my opinion. Okay. All right. What if I told you that the world ended in 2012? Okay, so I 2012 wasn't that long ago. I remember 2012. Uh, I remember there being a theory that the world was going to end in 2012 mm -hmm. because of the Mayan calendar ending mm -hmm. in 2012. So yeah, like that's a thing. I remember that. Well, this just happens to be 2012 where, uh, you know, like the Mayan calendar was 2012. Some other um, Nostradamus, somebody also predicted the end of the world in 2012. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. So it just happens to also be 2012. This doesn't necessarily have anything to do with that. Oh. Um, the reason why uh, people are saying 2012 is because that's when scientists confirmed the detection of the long sought Higgs boson particle which is also known as the God particle. They yeah, I've heard finally of it, but I don't discovered know anything about it. it. Scientists have been looking for the God particle or the Higgs boson for a long time. And okay. in 2012, they finally found it uh, while they were at the Large Hadron Collider. The, okay. I'm just going to say LHC. And that is the most powerful particle accelerator on the planet. Mm -hmm. This particle gives mass to all elementary particles that have mass, such as electrons and protons. And, okay, so this internet theory that the world ended in 2012 suggests that at CERN... That it the, ended in 2012? The, the world ended the, in the, the 2012. The world we're living in doesn't exist. Sort of. I'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. Stephen Hawking, who's obviously, he was genius. Incredibly intelligent. Yeah. And to say the least, Stephen Hawking predicted that if the particle was discovered, that it would destroy the universe and cause the universe to undergo catastrophic vacuum decay. Yikes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, someone who claimed to be one of the 23 scientists at CERN who discovered the Higgs boson claimed that the planet was destroyed and that we were placed in a simulated world. So one of the scientists that, that dealt so with the Higgs boson. are in a simulation. Yeah. Sorry. That, yeah, exactly. Although <laughs> we cannot say for sure, obviously, that this person who claimed that they're one of the scientists was actually one of the scientists. There was no proof. And he kind of was not really heard of again. I think maybe the government, like, you know. They got him. Got they silenced him. him. Mm -hmm. They're going to silence us next because we won't shut up. But he claimed that when they did uh, put the Higgs boson in the Large Hadron Collider, that the world ended and that we were all placed in a simulated world. Wouldn't we have noticed being moved? A lot of people noticed a lot of things in 2012, feeling weird, not feeling right. A lot of things started to go down, like more riots in the streets, more mass shootings. A lot of people noticing a lot of issues with the uh, Mandela effect, for example. So uh, a person named Preston B. Nichols, who's supposedly a whistleblower who he claims he worked on time travel experiments at the Montauk Air Force Base. He claimed that when they would test for time travel stuff, they would they would do tests to try to time travel. He said that they were not physically or mathematically able to get past 2012 because they could not find a future by, beyond it. So could CERN have accidentally created a black hole as Stephen Hawking predicted that we would just go into horrible catastrophic decay mm -hmm. that sucked us up because black holes, if it's right here, we would not notice it. It would be immediate, like way faster than anything we can okay. even imagine. 
being sucked into a black hole. And then did our destruction shift our consciousness to another universe or a simulated universe? How, who would be creating the simulation though, if we all went into the black hole? I think in that case, it would probably be like our world leaders and scientists and stuff that would have created it too. They didn't go into the black hole too? Well, they would, yeah, they would also be part of the simulation. Then that's why I'm confused. They would have simulated the whole world and themselves. They would have had to have simulated it before they went into the black hole. Yes, they would have had to pre-set up the simulation in case we ever destroyed our planet. And in this case, maybe the Higgs boson particle at CERN destroyed the planet and maybe our whole universe. Therefore, we had to be put into a simulated universe. How this relates to the Mandela effect is that if you are stuck into a simulation that maybe is created by people who are also in the simulation and can't exactly go back and adjust things while they're in the simulation, maybe, maybe there are little glitches or little things that the, the AI can't really, maybe it messed a couple of little things up. It would certainly make 2020 make more sense, wouldn't it? Honestly, though. (laughs) So that's the theory that the Mandela effect comes from the fact that our world is ended and we're stuck in a simulation. But I do want to do a short episode on that to like get more detail. That sounds great. Because there are a lot of people that believe that 2012 is the year that the world ended. Would you guys like that? Comment, let us know if you want that. Yeah. We'll totally make that. Uh, Okay, so now the question that's been in the back of my mind the whole time we've been talking about the Mandela Effect is why the heck do they call it the Mandela Effect? Mm -hmm. Where did that come from? So the term was originally coined in 2009 by a paranormal consultant, Fiona Broom, which I want your job. What does a paranormal consultant do? They consult the paranormal. I don't know what a paranormal consultant does, but your job is awesome. So she was at a conference talking about how she remembered the death of Nelson Mandela in a South African prison in the 1980s. Okay. She's describing press coverage of this event as well as a speech that his widow made upon his death to the public. Uh, The problem is Nelson Mandela did not die in the 1980s. He lived until 2013. I thought it was 2012. Maybe it is 2013. 2013, according to my notes. See, you thought he died in 2012. (laughs) Well, there's, I remember a video, which if I can find it, I'll put it up right here. There's a video of George W. Bush talking about him not being alive. And this was way before he died in 2013. Yep. I thought an interesting comment was made when somebody said to me, I heard somebody say, now where's Mandela? Well, Mandela's dead. He did not die in prison. He was released and he became president of South Africa for like nine years or something. What? That's true. Yeah, he was okay. president. He was president of South Africa for a little while. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. you have to look into this in the more depth. Um, okay, so she's talking about this to these people at this conference and she finds out that um, she wasn't alone in, in misremembering this. Like all these other people remember this too. So that's where the concept of the Mandela effect was born because they named it after Nelson Mandela because that's the first time that one of these, that a phenomena like this had really occurred mm-hmm. in mass that we we all kind of noticed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because so, a lot of these are, are things that are found out after 
this happened. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe I'm remembering something else. Yeah, the the very first kind of inkling online of the Mandela effect, it was called, it was obviously not called that at the time, but mm-hmm. it was in 2008 when people started to notice some things like that. Mm-hmm. And then it got coined, uh, Mandela the Mandela effect, effect yeah, by Miss Broom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you recognize a false memory? How do you know that the things that are in your brain actually happened? <laughs> So as we see from Fiona Broom's experience, uh, conferring with others is not necessarily going to give you the correct answer because other people Mm -hmm. misremember things too. Most people actually tend to confirm the story uh, when another person says it. Like if you ask a person, uh, didn't it used to be Looney Tunes, T-O-O-N-S? Yeah. Wasn't that how it was pronounced? Or how it's spelled? Yeah, because yeah. Uh, I remember it was two O's in both yeah. words, and they were kind of like... Yeah. Yeah. See, I said, didn't it used to be? And then she confirms. It didn't. It was always T-U-N-E-S. Did you just pull a fast one on me? I might have. <laughs> <laughs> so, see, that's a leading question. Mm-hmm. So, like, the person you're asking is most likely going to agree with you. Like, that's just the human condition. That's kind of the way we're hardwired. Right. The only way really to corroborate your story is through research. Google it. Go online. Mm -hmm. Look this stuff up. If you remember something happening, look it up. See if your memory is accurate or not. That's really the only way you can do it. Mm -hmm. And now I'm wondering like what little things I don't Mm -hmm. know about. Exactly. That I think I know about. Yeah. That I have no idea. I remember things from my childhood, like things that happened like in my family. And I'll like go talk to mom and be like, hey, do you remember when such and such happened? And she's like, Mm-hmm. That didn't, I'll be like, oh yeah, we went to so-and-so place. She's like, we've never been there. So I'm in a different timeline than my mom, I guess. Right. In your timeline, mm-hmm. these things happen. And then your mom's timeline, it never happened. Yep. Isn't that weird? Yeah. See, that's what makes me think that maybe the, the alternate timelines are, is actually mm-hmm. possibly a thing. If it were the, uh, you know, the world ending and then us all going to the same simulated universe, mm-hmm. wouldn't we all have the same Mandela effect like everyone would remember it this way when it was really that way but some people remember it the way that it actually is yeah uh, yeah like the yeah. Berenstain Bears because I remember it always being Berenstain when she, when she was telling me about that I was like no it's Berenstain it was always Berenstain but you yeah. legitimately remember Berenstain yeah yeah huh. alternate timelines man Look, let's start with alternate timelines what percentage okay. of that do you th- do you think that alternate timeline is, is it actually a thing uh, I think I'm pretty high on it. I do think that alternate timelines is actually a thing. Uh, but if I'm saying in relation specifically to why the Mandela effect is happening. Yeah. Maybe 1%. Maybe. Really? If that. Okay. What do you think is more likely then? Because I'm at probably 70% on the alternate timelines. Wow. Yeah. I think it's actually just false memories. Just uh, mass false would we memories. Always ha- why would we all have the same false memories? That's the weird one to well, me. We- uh, we have such a connection to the rest of the world through the internet, through television. That's fair. Once one person starts to missay something or mispronounce something or misdescribe something, everybody else is suggestible. So they just That's kind of fair. go, yeah, that sounds right. That's fair. Um, okay, so what percentage are you on that? 95. Nice. Okay, I can see that. And I'm 4% on the world ended and... Then they put us in a simulation. Really? 4%? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like yeah. 0.00008 <laughs> on that one. <laughs> you don't think that the world ended in 2012? I do not think the world ended in 2012. <laughs> I The more I talk to Kaylee, the longer our friendship goes, the more I do think that we've always been in a simulation, though. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which by default, then, I don't even think that the black hole thing is possible because we were in a simulation to start with. Right. Yeah. So. See, that's, that <laughs> is me assuming we used to be in an organic universe. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of can't believe that particular theory if you believe simula simulation theory. Uh, but I'm, I'm kind of basing it off of like, if we were in an organic universe, we no longer are. But also, we probably always were. <laughs> so what percentage do you believe that Satan and or witches are messing with our brains? <laughs> well, I used, to, I used up all of my percentage. But oh, that's okay. We don't care. We've never been mathematically correct on this podcast. I'll just, I'll just knock a little bit off of my 95. I don't want to say 0. 0.000. You can. But 0.001, maybe. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Uh, okay, so as much as I would love time travel to be a thing, I don't believe in time travel. I don't think it's real. I don't think it has ever existed, will ever exist. I'm sorry, I don't. I wish it did. That would be super cool. There's a lot of things that I would go back and redo, but I don't think that's possible. So, um, point zero zero, no, zero percent. Zero percent. What? Yeah, I don't think I don't believe in time travel. I'm sorry. I don't. Oh my gosh. I wish it was real. I would love it to be real. That would be amazing. It's not. Uh, I feel like time travel is sort of plausible. But <laughs> it's very little. I'm going to say like half a percent maybe. I'll take a little bit more off my 95. Half a percent. Okay. Yeah. Let us know what you guys think. Let us know what your percentages are. If there's any theories that we did not outline that you know of, mm -hmm. let us know because we're super interested in and that. And there are so many Mandela effect theories that we could yeah. make an episode strictly on straight up. These are some Mandela effects that people have found. Yeah. There's and a ton like of them. That. Yeah. So uh, like, yeah, if you have any that we didn't mention and you want to be like, hey, did you think about this one? Mm -hmm. Pop it in the comments. Let us know. Okay. I think that's it. So, uh. I'm Kaylee. I'm Rochelle. And we were Paranoia, Paranoia Percentage. Percentage. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Paranoia Percent, Tumblr as P-Dubs Podcast, and Facebook and Instagram as Paranoia Percentage. This has always been an issue. <laughs> <laughs> They're just there. I can't help it.